Jordan was highly upset. I jo- no, so, Jordan made a funny joke, and okay. but it was very sweet. He was bawling his eyes out, and he goes, "Man, I was trying not to cry, but I guess I just made everybody a whole new meme." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that homie!" First off, uh, glad you lo- you know the meme. Right. Second of all, that was funny, and thirdly, that was great. Yeah, like that was great. Yeah, so. I couldn't I couldn't watch too much today. I turned my TV on, and I always go to ESPN, and the first thing that popped up. Oh, I thought it was, was on CNN. Is it on ESPN? Well, no, I'm just saying I went to ESPN, oh, okay. and the first thing that I clicked on, they were doing like this two-hour yeah, tribute it was a to real Kobe, and I was like, you know what? I can't start my day like this. I just can't, you know, like, I, it's still too fresh. Right. Like, the whole Kobe thing is just too fresh for me. Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to just honestly speak on this, and this is just my opinion. It is very, very tragic and sad that Kobe died and yeah. his daughter. Like, oh, my God. And then the helicopter, uh, like crash too that's just horrible yeah i guess but i personally didn't have that kind of connection about kobe right but that's just me like not knowing sports not really caring about sports even in the 10 years i lived in california like like i'm pretty sure all of california has been weeping since he passed away because like how the red sox are so important to boston the lakers are that important to like all of california right um and having even just lived there for 10 years, like, it just didn't really, you know, resonate with me. Same thing with, like, Dodgers and stuff like that. Right. But that's just my disconnect from sports. But, but it's, it's also, really you nice. Weren't, you weren't raised in L.A. either. Yeah. Like, for the people who were born and raised in L.A., it's, like, different, you know? Because oh, I, yeah. I remember having a friend back in Phoenix. Um, he was from L.A., Mm-hmm. Um, but he had like lived in Phoenix for like the majority of his life. Right. But this guy would drive to California almost every month. Lakers just fans to go are up. something else, man. Yeah. And like he is all it's a lifestyle. It. Yeah. yeah. He is all about California. He is all about the Lakers. He is all about Kobe. Like he idolized that guy. Mm-hmm. And he and it was crazy because he was the first person I thought of when I saw that Kobe had passed. Because mm-hmm. I saw he had passed because I got up and one of my friends had posted a. Um, thing on their story just saying you know r.i.p and everything and i was like the fuck are you talking about because it was a photo of kobe i was like yeah man kobe ain't dead right and then i thought I go, it was an internet rumor yeah. yeah and then so i immediately went to espn mm-hmm. just to verify and then saw it and i was like you gotta be kidding right me. you know like first thing i wake up is see that like, right it was just crazy and the first thought i had was of my boy because i was like you know I know how much he idolized Kobe. Right. And I was like, if anyone's going to be feeling this one today, it's going to be him. And I was like, so there's, I could understand it from that aspect. Like Mm me, um, I'm not a diehard like Laker fan or anything. I'm kind of a Laker fan only Mm -hmm. because when I moved from the East Coast over to the West Coast, Mm -hmm. um, that was at the time that Kobe and Shaq were had just teamed up right and uh so like i was watching them play and i was like you know what this is my team now i like this team but i was never like a fan fan like followed it all it's like if i'm gonna root for someone it would be a lakers i'm a casual laker fan right so i didn't know a lot about them Mm -hmm. um for me the most tragic part was that you know his life was cut short the way that it was yeah and that you know his daughter passed with him oh my god and the family of the uh pilot where it was him and his wife and his daughter yeah yeah i forgot well, yeah you know that, like yeah like i felt for because i remember someone saying oh, you know let's not forget about there were nine helicopters. people total oh in the helicopter God. um it was the the pilot mm-hmm. his wife mm-hmm. his daughter kobe and his daughter 
another player on Kobe's daughter's team. Whoa! As well as their I parent. didn't even know that. Yeah, it was, one of the girls' friends. Yeah, it was Holy one of her teammates shit. and that teammate's parent. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now I understand. Okay, there's there's this lawyer that I follow on Twitter, this black lawyer that I love. Um, she was talking about the lawsuit that Kobe's wife was bringing to the family that owned the, the helicopter company really? or whatever. And what she said was, this is not to blame the family. It's to kind of stop any lawsuits coming her way. And now that I know that, and I didn't understand what oh. she meant, but now that you just told me that uh, Kobe's daughter's friend was on yeah. the plane too. I'm like, okay, so it's kind of just to kind of curb those people trying to come after Kobe's family for right. some money, right? Which to me would be ridiculous because it's just like that's you know there was two girls hanging out and he was flying them back home. And... No, he was. Uh, they were on their way to a game. Oh, okay. So what it was is, um, I guess he's been flying helicopters nonstop for the last decade or something like that like it's a commonplace thing for that him. i did know because when my husband was a manager at the lucky strike in orange county kobe used to come in all the time oh yeah um and my husband always like personally made sure he was like not bothered by people and taken care of and kobe stopped coming in because this one weekend i needed ben to take off for us to go do something and ben wasn't there to like field all these fucking you know thirsty yeah. ass fans and then kobe got bothered stopped coming in yeah. so his management team was like homie you should have been in yeah. <laughs> to protect Kobe. You got one day off and right? ruined everything. <laughs> exactly. Got one day off, wow. ruined everything. That sucks. But, <laughs> um, yeah, my husband would talk to Kobe and, um, because he asked him, he's like, you live in Orange County, but, you know, you got to go to Staples Center all the way mm -hmm. in L.A. And this traffic is trash. And that's when he was just like, well, I take, you know, helicopters yeah. out to L.A. Yeah. So that's how I knew that Kobe had been flying yeah. helicopters yeah. for a while. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I had heard about him doing that. I mean, I've seen commercials, you know, with him in a helicopter. There was a, there was a commercial like about a year, year and a half ago. Um, maybe it was two years ago because I could have swore it was something for football or something like that or maybe it was just a nike commercial mm -hmm. but i remember it had kobe in a helicopter <laughs> and i just remember like man why kobe in a helicopter i don't get it because it was right. towards the end of the commercial and then that's when someone told me like oh he kind of does that all the time but that's not something that i like kept in my mind right exactly it wasn't like you know because i wasn't that diehard fan like oh my god kobe's always in a helicopter it was just right like, oh he flies helicopters so whatever um I could see how the, you know, because anytime you, you have a loss like that and mm -hmm. the people who, you know, especially if they lose a patriarch mm -hmm. or something like that, they're going to be like, well, what are we supposed to do for money? Um, mm -hmm. I could see how they would immediately be like, well, you know, we need to be taken care of or something like that. I didn't know that you could do like a, a countersuit to kind of stop people from coming after you. I, I was either. curious about yeah. that with the wife. That is still here, you know, with her children. What's what's this wife's fortune. name? I don't know her name. The first one is Vanessa, right? Yeah. Well, okay. that's that's his wife. Wait. He never remarried. It was that was his one wife. They almost got a Wait, divorce. Wait, what? Back in the day. I thought they. I thought that they almost got divorced, worked it out, and then she left after the ten year thing. Uh, I don't know if she, I don't think she left. So no, it's just, it's still Vanessa, still yeah, the same girl. Yeah, still Vanessa. Oh. As far as I know, they were still together, but I'm not sure. Because I remember hearing okay, something about I, the 10-year thing, but at the same time, when you see photos, like, they were saying that they were, like, the photos that you see of them as a family, it seemed like they were still together. But I don't I know. I could have sworn he got remarried. I don't know. No, he didn't get remarried. 
Oh, I thought he got remarried to a different girl. Not that I, I know. I thought of. he and Vanessa split up after the ten year thing, and then he and a different girl got married. Yeah, no, and that I, girl was I've like never younger. Heard of that one. I've never heard of that one. I know Michael did it, but not Kobe. Michael got remarried. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he actually. Got, he, no, I do know Michael got remarried because I remember there was a whole discussion with me and Ben because he was telling me stuff about Jordan. I didn't even know. He was like, yeah, Jordan's got a huge gambling problem. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, Jordan likes to gamble. I was mm-hmm. like, and he was just like, he almost went bankrupt or something like that. I'm like, no, Jordan got all the money in the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so I see the uh, lawsuit thing that you're talking about on, yeah. on Google right now. But From what I understand, they were it's still supposed married. to be. Like, oh, they were okay. Married 19 so he years. and Vanessa have 19 years. Okay, yeah, got it. 19 years. So, okay, yeah. So the lawsuit apparently is supposed to be like preemptive. Like, yeah. hey, we're just taking we're taking this suit out on the helicopter company. They're, so to kind of block and curb this other family who might want to come after us. Right. And it sucks with tragic deaths like that because... I'm not. I'm not saying everybody's trying to look for a come up, but I, I do know people want someone to blame. Right. And when you're upset and you're saddened and you're angry, you definitely want to point the finger at something or someone. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that feeling. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kobe's like little his tribute thing was today. Yeah. Um, I saw the part with Jordan. Um, I was going to watch the part with Shaq, but for some reason I felt that would be too sad because like are, are they like the Jordan and Pippen? Kind of, they kind of were, but they they had like a very weird like relationship. Because, I do um, know that like they had a strange relationship where they got along but didn't get along. Right? Yeah, yeah. it was one of those like they were both like alphas. Yeah, and everywhere Shaq That's actually went, a good way to put, you know, put it, yeah. he was the lead dog. But once right. he got there with Kobe, it was like. You know, Kobe's like, this is my team. Right. So that's why they, you know, Kobe ended up getting. I remember them to that whole get drama. Shaq out of there because Shaq was like, no, this is my team. Everywhere I go, I'm the big dog, and Kobe was like, not bowing down to that. Right. So um, that's why they had that like kind of contentious relationship here mm-hmm. and there. But at the same time, like they would make up, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, Shaq would say something. You know, like one point they were cool, all and then Kobe, that. he's yes. like, Kobe eat a dick. Kobe eat a dick. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, is that you just gonna rhyme eat a dick with eat a dick? Or is that the course? Like, I don't understand. But I remember all yeah, that. But, I wasn't even like, like I said, wasn't a Lakers fan, not a sports fan, even yeah. in general. But I do remember there being this like Real Housewives drama on the yeah. Lakers team for a minute with the two of them. Yeah, yeah. But um, for me, like the the Shaq thing, it would have been hard for me to watch Shaq mm-hmm. at the memorial because it was hard for me to watch. Shaq talking when it was uh, right after it happened. Um, mm. It was on live TV. It was him and the rest of the people on the panel that he normally does like his pre-show stuff with. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And I forgot he just saw this big ass man. He's just sitting there blubbering because he was just like sad, saying that you know he hadn't talked to Kobe in like four years, mm. and like he was saying how much it hurt him that that happened. He was like. You know, the last time I talked to Kobe was his last game for the Lakers, his retirement game. And he was like, you know, I told him oh, to give me 50. Four years ago? Yeah, he I was like, was I told longer. him to give me 50, and he gave me 61. You know, like, <laughs> and he was like, you know, I was so happy for him. And that was the last time we saw each other face to face, and it was the last time we talked. He was like, you know, I should have picked up the phone and shot him a text, gave him a call just to check in. Right. He was like, those are the things you take for granted because. Yeah. You, you always think that tomorrow is promised right. and you're going to talk to this person tomorrow and then next thing you know, that person is taken from you. Because mm-hmm. um, I know that was something that 
like kind of happened with me last fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't someone I was close to. It was just someone I was friends with. Right. Um, I used to be really close with their uh, ex-husband. So mm-hmm. me and that husband were close friends. Mm-hmm. And I met the husband through her brother because we used to work together. So okay. I, I worked there, met the brother. Me and the brother were super cool for like a year. And he's like, you know what? I want you to meet my sister and my brother-in-law because I think you and my brother-in-law will get along well. Right. So I met the brother-in-law, and so all of us were like, you know, just super tight, hung out almost every weekend. That's cool. And then, but my friend, the brother, passed away unexpectedly. Oh shit. Um, he had a he had a heart attack and passed oh, away God. back in two thousand and eight. Because mm-hmm. I remember when the brother-in-law called me to tell me what happened, and I was just sitting there shocked, like, what the fuck? Like, I just saw him two days ago. Oh my and we God. We were supposed to see him this weekend. You know what I mean? Because right? we always oh, hung my out. God. So that happened, and then um, me and the brother-in-law had a falling out uh, probably about, at this point, five, maybe six years ago. Mm. We had a bit of a falling out, mostly because I didn't agree with some of the things he was doing with his life. Right. And um, the main reason was because I didn't feel he was honoring his vows correctly. Gotcha. <laughs> One of those deals. And, gotcha. and I was really upset about that. And, well, yeah. And, um, Especially given that you met him, he and his wife as a couple. Right. They became your friends right. as a couple. Right. So, yeah. So, it was one of those things, like, I kept telling him, like, you know, you're not doing, you're not doing right, man. Like, right. this is my friend. You guys have kids together, blah, blah, blah. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. And um, he was even saying, you know, like, oh, well, um, I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. I'm like, well, if you don't, then leave. Mm-hmm. And he just he was like, well, I'm waiting for my son to graduate. And I'm like, well, <laughs> why are you doing that? Like, your son doesn't graduate for like another four years. You want to spend the next four years and, you know, taking away four years of this person's life who yeah. thinks that everything's okay, but oh, it's not. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. fair. Yeah. And so we, you know, we fought about it like incessantly. And I was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I can't do this no more. So at that point, I stopped talking to him. Mm-hmm. And over the years, she would reach out here and there and say, I don't know what happened with you guys, but, you know, I hope you're okay. Oh, we man, haven't seen you. Awkward. And so for me, I was like, well, I don't want to be like, well, your husband's a cheating piece of shit. Right. But, exactly. Um, you know, me and him just don't see eye to eye and mm-hmm. it sucks that I don't see you guys, but so forth and so on. Um, are these Arizona friends? These are Arizona friends. Okay. And uh, they came the, they've since divorced. I'd heard that they divorced a couple years after me and him stopped speaking. Mm-hmm. And um, last summer, I want to say. Yeah, it was last summer's. Um, she came with her son because her son was getting ready to get shipped off in the military. Mm. And her mom and dad came with them. Mm-hmm. Well, I had told them to tell me when they were going to be here because they were coming towards the weekend. And I was like, I'm going to have to work. So the only way I'm going to see you guys is if you tell me ahead of time where I can plan it out. Right. And as always happens, whenever someone comes to Seattle and they tell me they're coming... And I tell them to tell me ahead of time so that I can make plans. They always tell me on their last day or something like that. Like, hey, you know, I still want to catch up with you. I'm like, well, your last day, which is like a Saturday, I'm working. Usually working doubles, you know what I mean? It's hard for me to... And plus, I don't even live in Seattle anymore, so right now I got to fight traffic to come find you, right, and then double back to fight traffic to go back to work. Like, right, um, they told me, like, hey, you know. We'd like to see you. We're going to be downtown, but we're doing the uh, underground tour at, uh, I think they said 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I had to be at work at 4. 
No. And they told me this at 11. Like, I wake up, and it's 11 a.m., and they're like, hey, um, can you come catch up with us uh, after we do the underground tour? I'm like, no, I have to be at work at at 4. And I was like, when are you doing a tour? They were like, oh, we're doing a tour at 1. I was like, well, it's 11. I was like, by the time I get down there, um, you guys are going to be going into your tour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know, traffic was heavy and everything. Right. You know, like you know how it is on a Saturday. It's oh going to take gosh. you an hour to get downtown Seattle. They were like yeah. down near Pioneer Square. Oh. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no. And I didn't have a car that weekend. Oh, okay. Like for some reason, I don't remember what it was, but I couldn't drive my actual car that weekend. Mm-hmm. So I would have to bus it and then bus back. <laughs> I was like, no. it's just not going to work. And I was like, can yeah. I see you guys tomorrow? And they were like, well, he leaves at 9 a.m. and we leave at 11 a.m. And I'm oh, like. God. I don't even get off until 4 a.m. And I was like, all right, well, I won't be able to see you guys, but um, hopefully next time y'all come to Seattle or next time I'm in Arizona, I'll catch you. And she was like, yeah, you know, it would have been great to see you, so forth and so on. And so I went about that thinking I'm going to see this person again. Right. And I remember about a month after that, the ex-husband tried reaching out to me through some of our friends mm-hmm. and I was like I don't have anything to say to him I haven't talked to him in four years I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to him so I didn't a month later she passed away apparently oh she God. was sick or something like that oh um, my and so a month later she passed and I just remember thinking like here I was thinking well it didn't work out and you know I'm not sitting here blaming myself or blaming them it just mm-hmm. happened that way where timing didn't work out right but it, it also like made me think about like you know I thought hey, I'm going to have time to see this person again. Right. And come to find out, I don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? And this person wasn't old. Right. Like, their parents are still alive. Yeah. And so I felt for their parents, too, because now they lost their son when their son was 39. And they lost their daughter when their daughter was, like, 49. Oh, my God. Yeah, just put it together that both the brother and the sister are... Oh, my God. So, it's like that... The Kobe thing... To outlive your child, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. You know, that was one of the reasons I decided not to have kids because I don't know how I'd be able to process that. Right? I give all the people all the credit in the world for being parents and taking that chance and everything like that. I'm just not strong enough. That's right. just one of the many reasons yeah. why I couldn't do it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the Kobe thing, like, kind of brought that all back. Like, yeah. you know, you think you're going to have tomorrow. You think, Absolutely. oh, I'll text this person tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'll see this person tomorrow. And, like, tomorrow's not promised, you know. Yeah. My last trip to Arizona a couple weeks ago, there were people I thought I was going to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't come out. And, you know, it sucks because I'm like, well, I haven't seen these people two plus years now so i'm like man who knows right you know what i mean but you try not to think about that you don't want to second guess every decision that you make but it's kind of hard yeah you know, it's kind of hard not to think about you know i don't know if i'm gonna see that person again you know? i try to remind myself of that every time it's been too long i i spoke i haven't spoke to my mom mm. um because sometimes i'm like i should probably call my mom and i'm like oh, I don't want to listen to her talk to me for a half hour about her cholesterol. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. She's my mom, and I have to listen and, you know, know if she's okay and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah. Because That's... those are the things that you're going to miss. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It, it, and she even said it. that to me. She was just kind of like, 
I used to like hate that your grandfather used to just lay guilt trips on, on us all the time for not calling him enough and but not seeing him. She was like, uh, and my mom didn't call him that often because she was like, I see you every Sunday. Yeah. But you know, he still wanted you know more for, than that from her and, and her brothers and and my aunt Val. So, but my mom. But once he passed, she was just kind of like, I know what he means now. Like, yeah. when you don't call me that often or, you know, John doesn't spend that much time with me and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you know what? It it always and it always happens with some unfortunate death around me happens. And then yeah. I realize I need to call my mom. Yeah. And I need to just not be an asshole about it and just share my time with her. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to um, go see her this this summer yeah at least that's the plan yeah i was thinking the same thing about um my my little sister actually Mm -hmm. because i mean as you know i travel a lot yeah and um actually it was like two days ago i remember i was at work and a guest you know i wouldn't say a regular but i see Mm -hmm. them fairly often and they walk up and they're like i thought you were out of town this week and i was like (laughs) No, nah, not this week. And they were like, weren't you just out of town? And I was like, which time? And they were like, yeah, motherfucker, I can't keep up with you. You're constantly <laughs> going places. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually getting ready to go on a trip in two weeks. And they were like, yeah, that sounds about right for you. And I was like, but I'm going to chill for a while after that because I just started thinking about, you know, I'm in a really good situation right now, you know, where things are going well and I'm building towards future things for myself. Right. Um, but I started thinking, I'm like, this will, I've left the country or the state every month this year. Don't because get too much. January, <laughs> what I'm saying, January, February, and I'm leaving in March. Right, too. exactly. So I was like, okay, I'm constantly traveling. I was like, but I have not gone to see my sister yet. Yeah. And I remember talking to my sister last summer, and we hadn't talked for probably two years, mm. but not in a negative way. It right. was kind of like the Kobe Shack thing, like, you know, oh, I'm going to talk to them when I get home. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I think of talking to people I haven't talked to while I'm at work or while I'm right. driving. Right. I'm not going to call you while I'm driving. I'm not going to text you while I'm driving. So then I get where I'm going. I'm scatterbrained. Yeah. I forgot that I was supposed to yeah. contact that person. And so that happened. I remember reaching out to my sister and just talking to her one day because it was just on my heart to reach out. And she mm-hmm. was like, I thought you were mad at me. You know, I thought you weren't talking to me or something like that. And what it what it turned out had happened was because she knew that I stopped speaking to my aunt and mm-hmm. her entire side of the family. Right. She didn't know why I stopped talking to him. She didn't know how toxic that relationship was. Right. So in her mind, she was like, well, I haven't talked to him, but I know he talks to you. But then when she heard I wasn't talking to them, it was like... So he's not talking to you or me. Right. So he must be mad at all of us because I'm sure my aunt and all of them were like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they had no good things to say about me at that point. Right. Um, and so I reached out to her. I was like, no, like I've never had an issue with you. Like mm-hmm. anytime that you and I have not spoken has never been, you know, on not saying like on me, but saying like on my I don't want to talk to you. Like, yeah, nothing not, negative on your yeah, end. Yeah, like I just, was never like, I don't want to talk to you. I was like, motherfucker, you're the one who stopped talking to me when I moved, you know? <laughs> but we were young back then, right. you know? Like we were kids and that's why she didn't talk to me was because I left. She felt like I abandoned her. Aww. So she thought maybe it was like that again. Like I was um, just abandoning her like as a get back or something. I was like, no, it's just, I think I'm going to talk to you and I forget and, That's what I tried uh, to tell my mom, yeah. and then, but she threw it back in my face. She was like, yeah. how do you forget to call your mom? I was like, 
All right, shame I, face. It, yeah, shame face. Exactly. You know, I, I completely understand where she's coming from with that. Right. You know, because I keep saying, I'm going to reach out to my sister. I'm going to reach out to my sister. Yeah. And um, we haven't really talked for like probably about six months mm-hmm. before I went to Europe. And I had changed uh, my profile photo on Facebook, which I never do. But mm-hmm. when I did, you know, she was the first person to comment on it, like, oh, I love this picture, mm-hmm. wherever it is that you were, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I'm coming to see you this year. Like nice. I said, I was going to see you last year, but the Europe trip took precedent in my mind at that point. But I was like, before I plan another trip this year, my next trip needs to be to see her and her nice. kids. Because I haven't seen them in, this would be 10 years. Oh, I haven't man. seen them since 2010. Right. And I was like, that is far too long. Far right. too long. Like she has a 13 year old, I want to say, 13 or 14 year old daughter. Mm-hmm. Another daughter who's like eleven, <laughs> another one who's like seven, oh, and a son man. who's like four. I want to say, and I haven't even met him yet. Right. You know? Um. So it's like I got kids I need to go see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like I they don't know who I am at all other yeah. than photos of me, and I'm like I need to fix that. Right. It's just so hard to travel in America. Really? Like, I can travel to Europe for far cheaper than I can to what? North Carolina. Yes. No, Nando. I'm dead serious. There's, no, because I tried to go to London once and my ticket was like $1,200. My trip to London and back was less than $500. So what? So you need to look Did you no go flights. during... Okay. To be fair, I might have looked during like peak season. Possibly. But... Did you go during like a discount time no. or when they're like, hey, you know, trips to Vegas for $20, nope. stuff like nope. that? Nope. I don't know about this, Nanda. That's what I, I, I did the trip, so you got to know about <laughs> it. I already did it. <laughs> I, I highly doubt a trip to Europe is cheaper. Maybe is. this time for you it was. No. This can't be yes. right. Yes, it is. I'm not buying Especially this. because, well, one of the ways that. You have to factor in travel is say we're here mm-hmm. and we're trying to go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in America, we have to go across. Mm-hmm. But if we're going from here to London, we can just go over. Right. That's so the same shorter, distance. That's it, the same it amount seems, of distance. It, it can be, but that flight is cheaper. Dead serious. Uh, Plus flights, flights outside of the U.S. are automatically cheaper. Like airline flights here in the U.S., you're not paying for the fuel. Mm-hmm. You're paying for the markup. Right. So, like, if you look at your fees when you buy your ticket, your airfare is like one eighth of what you're paying. Everything else is either a tax or fee, right? Or the markup on the price of the ticket. Right. So the airline will charge you an extra three hundred dollars for one ticket, but when you're in Europe, they don't charge you that extra three hundred. They just charge you for your fuel. And your taxes and your fees. Now, is this from Europe to America? No. This was my flight, like, no joke, from here to Santorini, Greece, Mm -hmm. was $242. Okay. That's that's probably about average of a plane ticket. I want to say here to L.A. That's here to L.A., yes. But from here to North Carolina was $700. That's just robbery. I'm, I'm not even joking. Like that that's was part a finesse, of the reason. That was part of the that's reason. I know that was part of the reason why I didn't make it out there because one of the trips I was trying to do, um, like 
travel in the U.S. like depending on the route, mm-hmm. like you got to plan it far out in advance just to get it at a good price. Right? And no, I I, that to, most definitely is true. Yes. But travel to Europe, depending on you know, there are times where the flights will be a little bit more expensive, but like just those routes because they and that's another thing. Those route depending on the route. If it's uh, a frequented route, it can be True. cheaper because yes. it's like if the well, route is the frequent, plan's already going yeah. there. Yeah. And from Seattle to London is actually like a super cheap flight. It was like $175 just to go from here to London. And it was just another like $80 to go from London to Santorini. Which is weird because New York to London is a six hour flight and that would be closer. So I would assume. And both those like two airports are like heavily trafficked. Mm-hmm. And so that route is very common. So I would expect that, actually, no. Since well, it is common, I would expect it to be extremely, like, pricey. No, no, no. That'll, that'll actually keep the flights down. That's just, like, my flight to Hawaii in a couple weeks is super cheap because it's a highly traffic route from here to San Fran to Hawaii. Or you can do it from here to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But because the flights go there so often, you don't have to pay as much. But, like, say if you're going from Phoenix to Hawaii, it costs double because it's not a normal route for them. Even hmm. though Phoenix has an international airport. Right. And so to your point, as far as talking about going from uh, New York to London, it is cheaper. Because I remember um, the first time I spoke to anyone who had went to London before, they flew from Arizona to New York mm-hmm. and then New York to London. Right. Because it just ended up being cheaper than them flying up the West Coast from Arizona right. to, like, say, Seattle and then Seattle to London at that point. Which is weird because... Right. That would actually be cheaper because that's what my, my my bro did when he came. It with must me. be time then because I wouldn't want to take that route either because then you then I'm on a plane for what ten hours. Just to get from Arizona to New York is damn near ten. Oh my god! Because I know from Arizona to North Carolina is almost seven. I remember wanting to go to Australia really bad until a homie told me it was a sixteen hour flight nonstop. <laughs> I was no, like, it's not bad. Nah. It's not bad. What's the longest flight you ever did? Longest flight, legit, seven hours. And even that, I like, it it wasn't too bad. I slept half the flight, and the other flight, I listened to, uh, a quarter of the flight, I listened to music, and then the other quarter, I read. Mm -hmm. So I had stuff to occupy my time. I always try to have things to occupy my time. Yeah. But 16 hours? It's actually not that bad. The flight People say that to me, and then I'm like, but it's 16 hours in that stiff-ass chair. I know, but I'll I'll be honest with you, like. So the other thing is international flights are more comfortable than American flights. That I did hear. They, they are more comfortable. You get more amenities and things like that that are already built in. The meals already planned out for you. Right. Um, the seats have a little bit more room. That's why Spirit doesn't do international. <laughs> I got to show you this video of some dude talking about Spirit uh, yeah. Airlines. I was dying. I definitely want to see that when we're done. I, um... Oh, yes. Yeah. I was on I wasn't on an international flight, but I know I was on a route to a possible international flight cuz okay. I remember being on a really nice plane. It was mm-hmm. a lot roomier. The seats were nice. It was cleaner. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the hell?" And then I realized that my flight was going um where I was stopping at, that flight was just doing a layover till mm-hmm. they went to Europe. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, "Can I stay on this plane?" It was no, a virgin flight. Oh man. Oh yeah. Those are nice. Nice planes, and I was so my sad. My favorite to- so far is uh, Japan Airlines. I've never been. Japan Airlines is my favorite. My second favorite I've been on is uh, Norwegian. They mm. have really nice planes, too. Um, the Norwegian one, I, I don't remember if Japan did it, too. 
but they actually have the flight is completely planned out from outside in to where it makes it more comfortable for the people on the plane so we left seattle and it was i want to say about 1 30 in the afternoon mm-hmm. and we were flying over canada and then all of a sudden because I, I was i think i had a window seat if i'm not mistaken um all of a sudden the window itself started blacking out even though it wasn't nighttime but it was because they had it planned mm-hmm. where they have it automatically timed so even if it is daylight outside the light doesn't get inside which will disturb the people who are trying to sleep or just trying to relax and then they don't turn that shade off until like a couple hours before the plane is getting ready to land no so mentally it tricks you that when you're first getting on the plane or the flight's first taking off and it reaches altitude if you want to go to sleep it's easier to go to sleep Mm -hmm. and then by the time you wake up your flight's halfway done or you or you're almost done depending on how well of a sleeper you are and uh the flight from here to london was nine hours and i remember i only slept for maybe 40 minutes because mm. I was telling myself I should probably get some sleep. Right. Because we were landing in London local time mm-hmm. at like 8 in the morning. Right. So I was like, I should probably get some sleep so I'm not too tired. But I just couldn't sleep because I can sleep on planes. But a lot of times I typically don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flight from the flight back to the States. Uh, so we had a, I want to say it was like a 13 hour flight from London to Manila. And that was a, a straight shot. Wait, was it Manila? No. It was um, London to... Oh, I can't remember. It was <laughs> an Asian country. Oh, Malaysia. Okay. And we went to Malaysia. And that was like a 12-hour flight. And it was just so clean, so comfortable. Like, they give you food. <laughs> you can, you can um, get drinks. And you're not paying for any of it. Oh. It's not like in the States where they're like, oh, if you want something, you can buy it. They're like, You want two peanuts? That's $50. Exactly. <laughs> no, like there it was like, like I just get the ginger ale when I'm flying in America because I can get Me it. Me too. But That's over all I get there, is ginger like, ale. if you want like a gin and soda or mm-hmm. if you want a glass of wine, you can just get that. It's complimentary. It's already built into your ticket. And then nice. they already have meals planned out for you and a specific time in which they're going to do them. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, well, your in-flight meal will be in two hours. So just be ready to tell them what you want to eat. And I'm sitting here thinking that food is just going to be garbage. Actually, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad food at all. For airplane food? For airplane food. Like, you know, it was all packaged and pre-set mm-hmm. up. But the food tasted good. Uh, my drinks, like, it got me a little shooter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I just sat there chilling and watched the in-flight movies. Barely even pulled out my, my, uh, my Kindle at mm-hmm. all. And then next thing you know, they're like, all right, so uh, your in-flight dinner is in another 45 minutes, so get ready for that. And then you eat that, and then once they come clean everything up, they're like, oh, yeah, we're landing an hour and a half. And like, that 12-hour flight's almost over now. Like, Hmm. okay, cool, you know. And the flight from Japan to L.A. was the one I was the most skittish about because we were going over open water for so long, and (laughs) I've never done that. And that was a part that had me so anxious because I was like, man, if we go down, that's it. (laughs) that's it it's over for me you know what i mean like but like i got my flotation device nah man it ain't gonna help you out there (laughs) those seas are not calm like people think they are and i'm like man man if we go down out here that's it it's a wrap 
But <laughs> after a while, I just didn't think about it. I just was like, all right, well, let me watch this movie. Let me, mm-hmm. let me watch that movie. And next thing you know, they were giving us food. And, and that flight from Japan to L.A. was only 500 bucks. I'm not shocked that Japan did it right. Like, Oh, they had the nicest airport. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. By far. By far the nicest airport. Whenever people I've talk shit seen. about like American airports or like our healthcare system, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I got nothing to say. I got, I just got to sit there and take yeah. it. Like, yeah, you honey. have to. Like yeah. for real. I, I talk to. I have a couple people that I talk to who don't live in the states, and like some of the main things they talk to me about, they're like, well, I want to move to the states because there's more opportunity to make money. Right. That's why our flights and everything cost so much because they know we can pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like. But your healthcare system, man. I don't blame I nobody. Can't, I can't move there and not have healthcare. You know, and I'm like, vote Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Which I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, Let's do not it. not a whole lot because I am not as knowledgeable as you, but I did <laughs> want to talk about it. Like, okay. um, my my main thing I wanted to talk about was uh, what's what? <laughs> one of my favorite people to follow is his uh, his name's Lil Duval. Okay. I don't know if you know who Lil no, Duval is. No, I know is. who he is. I remember telling you that I had to stop following him because I saw him make a homophobic comment and I had to be out. I you was know, like, nah, I got to And I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But as he says himself, people don't realize that he was he's always been a hood nigga first. You and you know, know what? You like, know what? Be, it's, the, it's the heftiness and the glasses and the little nerdy goofiness about him that you don't that I don't think We're people... talking about two different people then. No, I know who Little Duval is. Wait. Lil Duval is a skinny little guy. Wait, what? Yeah. Lil Duval I'm talking is about the homie from Get Out. Oh, that's Lil Rel. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah, Lil Rel is the one I unfollow. Okay. okay. I don't know who Lil I Duval see is. I can, see, I can see Lil Rel making the comment like that. Yeah. He's he's funny. Yeah. But I could definitely see how some of no, his comments. No, he was funny, and I was, I was all about... Um, I followed him on Twitter, mm. and the homophobic comment was in regards to um, Anthony Mackie's episode of Black Mirror. Oh, okay. And that's when I was like, oh, man, I got to unfollow you. Yeah. Unfollow. I can understand that. I had to follow uh, unfollow Ava DuVernay, unfortunately. Really? She liked two of my tweets. Um, I remember you saying Last that. year, and I'm a big fan of her work, um, and I want to stay a big fan of her work, so that's why I had to unfollow her. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, she just, like, um, she, calls, she calls them, like, a little bit of drama, in, in my opinion, she okay. caused a little bit of drama on Twitter with this whole Bernie thing oh. because um, she she made it seem like Bernie Sanders supporters were attacking her for not being s- supportive of him, given he's the front runner right now. She's a very progressive woman. Okay, ninety five percent of all Black women are progressives. Yeah. So, um, and I went through. Um, her replies for a very long yeah. time, and it was nothing but and it was nothing but Bernie su- supporters saying "love you, Queen," "support you, Queen," but I respectfully disagree. It was stuff like that. Okay. And um, an hour later, she posted a tweet: "Sick of these Bernie supporters coming after me," and I was just like, "I didn't see that anywhere." So yeah. I just politely, you know, replied to her, and I was just kind of like, "Hey, Queen, love your work," you know. You're one of my faves. I went through your replies and I didn't really see that. Yeah. And there was people in that second tweet that she made saying the same thing. Like, hey, we went through your replies. Nobody yeah. was really coming for you. Yeah. And because it's Ava DuVernay, she had other professional black women backing her up. Like, yeah. these white people coming for Ava need to check themselves. And that's when I was like, I got to unfollow. Yeah. Because if I stick around in this, <laughs> I'm going to be upset. 
Um, there was somebody else who I love to death. I had to unfollow for the same reason. I was like, okay, y'all, like the anti birdiness to me. Yeah. I just I had to let it go because my whole thing at this point is, um, even people in, in Hollywood, this has just become a tax bracket issue to me. Like. Mm. People of the same class stick together despite race. Yeah. And that and, and that's what's going on, I think, with a lot of Hollywood people right now. I think a lot of them have the same values Bernie has, but that fool has made it known he's coming for your money yeah. <laughs> to give people health care. Yeah. And and that's what I mean by tax bracket and the same class issues. Like, cause regardless of how Miss Ava DuVernay feels and what her political beliefs are, this old white man just straight up was like, I'm gonna take your money and give yeah. poor people health care. Yeah. And I get her being like I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah like yeah, like, people like you like know, that, like that that scene of uh, Dave Chappelle where he's on his show where he's uh, sitting there and he's like hugging his cash and everything. Yeah, like, it's, no, it's, that's it. No. Exactly. <laughs> like no, this is exactly. this is mine. I work for this. And I, that's what, and I get, I get it. it. I I do. As far as um, people in Hollywood. Like, I get it. Like, you know, they totally want free health care for people in college and blah, blah, blah. And then when people are like, how are you going to pay for it? Are we going to take it from these rich people? They'd be like, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's something I came to realize with the whole Jay-Z NFL thing. Mm-hmm. Um, someone had brought it up to my attention. I was just kind of like, this just doesn't seem like something a black man who's been through all these experiences should be like, you know, supporting or trying to help or this, this seems really tone deaf and, you know, um, not helpful at all. And a friend of mine was just kind of like, yeah, but Jay Z is no longer in our tax bracket. Mm -hmm. And when, no matter how real you try to be, once you move up further in the yeah. ladder and you're also surrounded by all these white people mm-hmm. who have billions of dollars too, your mindset changes mm-hmm. no matter who you are. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. So you stop fighting necessarily for the person you are and more for the person you became. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Um, so yeah, because I love Miss Ava DuVernay, yeah, I was you, like, I'm going to unfollow. I have to, stay, I have to step back. Right? I can support you. Exactly. I just can't see what you're talking about. Once the election's over, I'll follow you back. I got you. I understand <laughs> right. that. I'm no, sorry. so part of the I reason I, it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, part of the reason I was even bringing up Lil Duval is like, he's right. one of my favorite people to follow for that reason, mm-hmm. is that um, I remember watching him when he was coming up as just a comedian. Mm-hmm. But now he he's like, a singer. <laughs> He's the one who did uh smile. Little Duval. Yeah. He does the church ladies. I don't know that one. Not no, like um sometimes he used to dress up like a church lady. No, I think you're thinking of Ricky Smiley. Yes, I am. <laughs> Damn it! I don't I, okay, I need to give up. I don't know who Little Duval is. I'm sorry. I did I did enjoy that light bulb moment right? for you like Church lady. No, they ain't little Duval. They ain't little Duval. Cool, got it. Anyway, go ahead. He did did the song uh, Smile, Bitch. I'm living my best life. That's him. That sounds familiar. Yeah, so that's him. And now he's got this new song called Nasty, which I fucking love that song. (laughs) Oh, my God, I love that song. But my favorite reason for following him is he literally just speaks his mind. Okay. And he's like, I know half of you ain't going to agree with what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but I think this shit is funny, so whatever. Right. And I like people who are just being true to themselves. Plus, he yeah. travels all around the world, and like that gives me something to aspire to. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be this motherfucker, obviously, because I, I, I enjoy being myself. Right. But 
at the same time, like his kind of like trail that he plays for himself, that's something I see. Like nice. he started off as one thing and then he reinvented himself. Okay. And he's constantly saying, like, everyone who tells me I can't do something, I'm gonna show you that I can. Like Spite a lot of people is say fantastic it. motivator. Yeah, he's <laughs> he says it, but he does it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um you know, so you know, just <laughs> he will <laughs> He will like start talking about like Bernie or mm-hmm. um my favorite is when he's talking about Bloomberg. Oh, oh God. my favorite is when he's going off about Bloomberg. But he's oh, just making God. fun of all this shit. Yeah. But like, oh my God, this Bloomberg thing. It, like and Look, And Duval said it. He's like, it's just two billionaires just trying to fight it out. Homie. Really? For real. To do the same thing no matter what. Exactly. <laughs> Let me tell y'all I, something yeah. right here, right now. I mm. said it on Facebook. I said it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I say it to everybody's face, and I'm saying it on this podcast. Yeah. On my mama. I swear to God, if these people make me have to choose between Bloomberg and Trump, I will not vote. Same. I will keep my ass at home. I don't care if Bloomberg picks Stacey Abrams as his VP. Yeah. She sold out anyway, then, yeah. if that's the case. I will stay home. Yeah. And that may not mean shit to nobody, but it means a lot to me because right. ever since. 2004, I have voted in every election, no matter what state I've lived in, local, state, national primaries, all of them. I take Mm -hmm. it very seriously. And I feel you have to as a black person because, like, motherfuckers got attacked by dogs and fire hoses for this right. Right. So I'm going to take my ass to the polls. Right. But on my mama, I will fucking stay home if y'all try to make me choose between two racist-ass billionaires. And let me tell y'all something. Bloomberg is a lot more racist than Trump because Mm -hmm. Bloomberg enacted racist policies while being a mayor. Right. Trump's ass is just old-ass racist. He just denied some people... He just denied black... He just uh, gentrified a neighborhood. Yeah. Like, not that that's any better or right, but he wasn't sending whole-ass Negroes to jail. Yeah. For no reason. I feel that... I look at it like it's a race between... A racist and someone who's prejudiced. With me, uh, the okay. way I look at Trump, All I don't right, feel I'll like he's that. necessarily as racist. I just think he's prejudiced. Mm-hmm. But I think he's prejudiced because he grew up with money. Exactly. And he's been on that side where all... Let's not forget that all these people are saying all these things that we're not seeing them say anyway. But he's privy to all of that. So, of course, that's going to be a part of his belief system. Like, mm-hmm. That's what he was raised in. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't expect someone who's grown up with money and been around all these racist, old-ass white people mm-hmm. to then come out and be like, oh, no, nah, I love everybody. It's like, no, his whole 60-some years on this earth has been mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. of course, he's going to be that way. Absolutely. Plus, as you get older, you stop giving a fuck, and you just say whatever the fuck you're thinking anyway. Mm-hmm. So, that's where he's at. Yeah. Now, Bloomberg is just straight racist. Yes. Straight up yes. racist. Yes. The fact that that man sat there and said, I feel that we stop too many white people <laughs> and don't stop <laughs> black and brown people enough. Like, that's it. Like, your race should be over. The oh fact that God. he's still sitting here putting out this... Like, he's basically saying, well, Trump bullied everybody with his money when he ran. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm just going to do the same over here. That's another thing. Now homie's straight up trying to buy an election, bypassing rules yeah. and stuff he's supposed to be doing by just throwing money at people. That's yeah. that's how Stacey Abrams, quote unquote, um, she hasn't really thrown her, she has not supported anybody. However, she has been, had nothing but nice things to say about Bloomberg 
um, ever since he donated five million dollars to her personal charity. Wow. And that's what I mean about buying elections. He's got enough money to just toss the fuck around to all these people so they don't go ham on him, mm-hmm. so they support him. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this fool has his own news network, which flat out said, we are not going to run negative stories about him. Yeah. And I get it. That man signs your checks. Right. And his name right. is on the building. Right. Bloomberg News. Um, but, yeah, not only is his... It, this racist ass motherfucker trying to be president, but he's also trying to do it by buying the election. Mm-hmm. And if he's successful at it, then I think we're doomed at as, as a country. Cause what we just told people is that your vote don't matter. Your right. voice don't matter. Yeah. And these wealthy oligarchs, um, and fucked up billionaires, they run this country. Yeah. And at that point, you either need to accept that or not accept that and live somewhere else. And yeah. I will not accept that and I will move to Canada. Yeah. I'm not joking. I'm just not going to live I can't that. live in Canada. <laughs> uh, I can't yes, live in Canada. I forgot. Yeah, I just can't do it. But anyway. I, they wouldn't let me anyway, but I definitely couldn't live in Canada. But I will be honest, like, if things continue the way they are, I will start thinking about moving somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. I will be straight I up honest about it. I like, can't live in this country if you flat out are telling me that me as a citizen, my voice does not matter through my vote, and also that you are not going to do anything to make the quality quality of life better for anyone. Right. Yeah, I just... No, I can't. Yeah. I'll, I'll go somewhere else and do something else, I guess. You know what I mean? You got homies yeah. in Europe. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I, I'll be fine anywhere. I can go anywhere. I've learned that enough about myself. Right. At the end of the day, I'll just move to an island somewhere because that's where I'm more suited anyway. I just have been fighting that shit off. I can see off. you doing that, like living, a, uh, like bartending at a resort. Yeah. Nah, for real. I, I was going to a while back. Like, really? Yeah, back in 2016. I, I was planning. Uh, I had it all planned out. But uh, at Those the dudes time, make money. yeah, I was at the time I was planning to do it in Puerto Rico. But mm. I once I visited Puerto Rico, I was like, they don't have enough to keep me here. And then thankfully, I didn't do it because do they've mean? they've been on the downslope ever since then. Um, like when you think of Puerto Rico as a U.S. territory, you know, well, they don't get treated as it exactly. Yeah. And that's my point. When I got yeah. there and saw it, mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is a third world country. Exactly. With, and that's with why our they're stamp angry. On it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know what? I can't live in a place that America forgot. It, that's exactly that's, how they treat yes, it. And exactly. I've had friends who are in the military who have been stationed there since the hurricane a couple years mm-hmm. ago and then the earthquake last year and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't live in a, I can't live on an island that's like that, but... I could definitely easily see myself moving to an island, working at a bar or running a bar or something like that and be completely happy. Like, I, I, I know totally I could. I totally see you doing that. Yeah, I could easily Absolutely. do that. Easily. So that's always in my back pocket. <laughs> right. Always in my back pocket of things that I could do at any moment. So Or go to Hawaii. You know what's funny about Hawaii? And you're going for the first time yes. next month, right? Mm-hmm. Hawaii is very interesting in that they recognize that they're a state. But they don't treat themselves like they are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's actually hilarious. The first two times I went, it just, it kind of stunned me. They, and it, I, I think it's also, it's because they're very heavily cultured mm-hmm. in a different culture that's not um, uh, that well populated on the mainland. Mm-hmm. Um, mainland being the, the continental United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And also because of the distance, they are far away. Yeah. So, because I remember like doing the really touristy stuff, and all and all the tour guides are like, "Yeah, you guys in America, yeah." And I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Like yeah. just comments like that, and I'm like, "Y'all know y'all the fiftieth state, right, right? right?" But like, they recognize that on a governmental level, yeah. but they don't recognize it in their culture and their day to day level. And to them, they really are an island of themselves. And. That's actually brings up a point that I've thought of for my a thought of myself recently. Like, the United States is just that; it is a collective of states mm-hmm. that are in this together. But mm-hmm. that's why there's federal law, and then there's local state law. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like a state can say, "Well, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We'll still accept what you're saying on the overall part, mm-hmm. but." Our state, we're going to do it this way. Well, and I think a lot of people don't actually realize that. Right. Because you can go from one state and you can do this and literally go like 10 feet to cross the border mm-hmm. and it's illegal in that state. Right. Because that state has decided that you can't do it. I don't you think know? I realized that until um, Obamacare. Mm. Because he made it an option that states could opt out of it. And mm. I didn't understand that because I thought it was like federal law mm. that everybody had to do it. But... Obama want to please Republicans and, you know, try and get them on board or whatever. He made it optional for states. Mm -hmm. So that's why some states have Obamacare in some states. Because some other states who had, like, really heavy Republican, like, local legislators or governors or mayors or whatever were like, no, fuck that. We don't want it. Fuck Obama. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, Arkansas doesn't have, you know, universal Obamacare in in other southern states. And um, that's why it was a big deal when the governor of Kentucky said yes to it. Mm. so, yeah, I don't think I ever really realized um, the difference necessarily between federal and state laws. And um, and it also helped me realize this quote I, I saw in the news at the time that said, um, all politics is local. And I didn't get what that meant. And it just basically, and it was just, and basically is, all that means is the federal government can try and implement as many laws as they want. But locally, people are going to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is work on those people first. Yeah. Get them to change their mind or come to your side or what have you. And then that that builds up your strong coalition. Mm-hmm. That makes it easier to get things done on the local right. level. Right. And the local level is what people deal with all the time. Like, I don't think I ever even realized how important school boards were. I still like, don't. I... Yeah. I no, oh, okay. Sorry. I okay. I was looking at a text. A friend of my best friend, my very best friend is getting married. I'm a bridesmaid in it. I'm a third time a bridesmaid. Ooh. Um, right? Mm. Um, and I am in a group chat with the other bridesmaids, so of course, constantly yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> just what size dress was like? I was just like I should be used to this by now. <laughs> I should be used to 40 texts a day by now. Yeah, no, nah, I couldn't do it. Like, I love how groomsmen are like Probably not even in the same chat until the day of the wedding. Yeah. So where are we supposed to get these suits? <laughs> yep. yeah. That sounds about right, right there. What'd she say? What color yeah. are we supposed to be wearing? I, I think I got that somewhere. I remember the one time I was in a wedding as a groomsman. Nice. I, I was the best man. Nice. No, it was it was my cousin. We hated each other. He only, <laughs> he only picked me because he had nobody else. <laughs> and it was like this last minute ceremony, like... At a justice of the peace or some shit like oh, that. Okay. out of nowhere. He's like, hey, I need you to be here on Saturday. And I was like, why? He's like, oh, I'm getting married. And I'm like, oh, 
all right, I guess I'll guess I'll be there on Saturday. You know, like, <laughs> was, it was it just, Wednesday when he called you? It was probably like a Tuesday or, oh or something. God. Like it definitely wasn't like far in advance. I was like, all right, I am free this that Saturday. That is some dude shit. So I'll see. I guarantee you, his lady told him a year ago. Yeah. Call somebody. Yep. <laughs> Week up, Nando. You busy on I told Saturday? You. Yeah. No, we no, we did not like each other at all. <laughs> He's the main reason I don't talk to that side of the family. Oh, yeah, he's one scandalous. of those. He's one of those people. He's one of those people. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're on uh, we're on on-site status basically. <laughs> him, <laughs> Damn, and I, him and I are on on-site status for real. Bust your head to for the white re- meat for real. On-site. There's, there's no words to be said. Just the moment we see each other is on-site. It's a wrap. There is only one bitch in my entire life, and to this day, I swear to you that if I can ever catch that bitch on these streets, yeah, <laughs> on-site, on-site like, for real. On- and, and, it, and it won't even have to be anything where we talk first. Right? I'm not going to say <laughs> like, nothing Like, literally, first. we see each other, we, we're just going to go. Right. And then we'll explain it to everybody else once we get separated. But that's it. If I it's catch her, she get in the smoke, and that's for all real. there is to it. For real. We both no know. No words. Like, damn, you see Jessica beat up that girl? She didn't say nothing. No, for real. We just bo- gave the hand. I remember we both said it to each other on no, Christmas. No, and you too. On so- Christmas. <laughs> I put it on everything. It was the last time I even saw the family because Damn. I showed up on Christmas. I was like, uh, all right, I'm going to be there on Christmas Day, y'all. Right. He better not be there because the last time I saw him, he said a whole bunch of shit. Right. And I went after his ass and right. they stopped me from beating his ass. Damn, no, Like, they literally had to grab me and pull me. Like, my uncle, my friends, or our friend's boyfriend mm-hmm. and one other dude had to pull me away from that fool damn and um i saw him later that night and he was like i don't take back what i said but i'm in therapy and it's your fault <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh my like he God. basically put it on me that all of the stuff that was wrong in his life was on me oh. and i just looked at him and i was like i just started laughing and i was <laughs> like dude i'm gonna walk away from you bef- before i put hands on you right and he was like well i mean if you want to do it we can go outside i was like do you really want to go outside? Because we can go outside. Right. And he just stood there. I was like, all right, then that's what I thought. Because if you wanted to go outside, lead the way. Right. He didn't do nothing. Christmas came up. I told them. <laughs> he he better not, not be there. <laughs> he can be there Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And I have to be there on the opposite day. Mm-hmm. I told them straight up. And right. Like, well, we'll be together on Christmas Day. He'll be there Christmas Eve. And, you know, it'll be fine. And I was like, all right, cool. So why is it that I pull up on Christmas Day and he's still there? And I walk in and I see him. I was like, oh, you here, huh? He's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to head out. Right. Nothing to do but go. And my aunt was like, no, 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 just stay. It's cool. Like, let's just have one peaceful day. And I was like, I told you what I was going to do when I saw him again. I was like, look, it's Christmas. We can dead it for the day because it's Christmas. But I'm telling you right now, if I ever see him again, it's a wrap. Right. And he was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, yeah. So <laughs> I walked outside. Like, basically, we would one of us would be outside and one of us would be inside at the same time. We basically would tag each other in. <laughs> and I remember seeing him towards the end of the night when we were in the kitchen. He was like, yeah, I still mean everything I said. And oh, I'm still in therapy. He couldn't just still, And go. I just looked at him. I was like, look, I have already told them that me and you are going to get along for the rest of the night. Right. So I advise you to stop talking to me before right. I hurt you in this kitchen right now, bro. <laughs> 
for real. And he was like, all right, cool. I'm going to walk away. I was like, yeah, that's for the best. Right. That's the last time I saw it. <laughs> it's like, it's for the best. You need to walk away. I, I put that, that on everything. And your cousin was like, it's on site next yeah, time. <laughs> for real. We both told each other. We both, next month? No, no, no. This is my cousin in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, thankfully, uh, well, I don't want to say thankfully, mm-hmm. but... His mom, my aunt, and mm. his sister got into this huge fight after he left. And then both of them got mad at me. And I was like, all I did was break up the fight. Well, right. Y'all y'all are arguing on Christmas. And then they started going at me. I was like, I ain't them out. All right. <laughs> I SpongeBobbed it. I was like, right. I ain't them out. Right. I'm going to head out. All right. <laughs> I was dipped. I ain't see, seen you tried to break up a fight between two females. Mm-mm. Well, they were fighting in front of their nephew. Their little, like, nine-year-old nephew. Nine-year-old nephew was literally, like, crying. He's like, can y'all please stop? It's oh, Christmas. And I was like, man. for real, can you stop? It's Christmas. Right. And when I said it, it was like, and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm they not both, lie. They both turned and looked at me, and I was like, oh, Did they clap shit. for you? I know you not. Nah, it was just pointing. It was just pointing. They did that, the point. The point. Like, they both... Turned and did the point. I was this like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And I was like, yo, I'm out. I'm getting in my car and I'm going home. I ain't seen them since then. I was like, it's a wrap, yo. I don't need this right now. I don't Look, need it. I'm going to just I'm gonna keep it real. I have done that before with me and another bitch's beefing and some dude tried to step in and immediately we just turned all our energy to him. Yep. Like, no, you should have mind your You should have sat there and ate your food. Yep. Like, That's you what I do now. You should have minded your business. That's what I do. I like, learned that lesson. He straight up tried to break us up and for, and old girl was just like, I know you put your hands on me. I was like, I know you ain't in this motherfucking business. So, like, word to, let me just let every dude it. out here know if two women are arguing, especially two black women, sit there, eat your food. Yeah, just eat. Just eat. If you ain't got food, just just, just stand back. <laughs> just stand back. Hang That's, back. You no, know, I Mind mean, your bit. Pretend that you're not there. Exactly. Don't cough. Don't breathe. Don't yeah, do nothing. Because immediately when you in the fight. Yeah, just turn into so, a statue. Exactly. Just stand there. Don't say nothing. Don't do nothing. Right? Don't move. Slip you're out not the door. There. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you from experience, just don't say exactly. shit. Yeah, just just forget it. For you your know? own health and safety. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mind your business. But yeah, so we'll see how this election goes. I know who I'm going to vote for in the mm-hmm. primaries. Primaries March 10th. Yeah. That's Super Tuesday yeah. for I think about 20 states? I'm going to have to mail mine in. Well, yeah. Washington out, is a mail-only state. Um, you don't vote in person in Washington. Um, it's a mail-in ballots, which I found out the minute I moved here, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. You can go turn it in in person. Yes, you can turn I, it in person. I did pers- that last person. year. But um, I'm, I'm mailing this one in because I won't be in town right. on that Tuesday. That's so. why it takes elections in Washington so long to get results. Like, you don't get the results to, like, the next day yeah. because everything's mail-in ballots. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, because, you know, in-person voting and all that, that's counted right there that minute. Right. And, um... A lot of these news organizations, they get, you know, up-to-dates. Updates yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yes, uh, Super Tuesday. Washington votes on Super Tuesday, which is March 10th, I believe. Um, that's coming up. Yeah. There is one more debate before the South Carolina uh, South Carolina votes. And I think that debate's on Tuesday. Mm. Um I'm so sick of these damn debates. But I'm not going to lie. That last one with Bloomberg was fire. Because Elizabeth Warren went in. I heard, I heard about it, but I have not been able to like go back and watch it. 
so there's what? clips on YouTube. Um, I mean, basically, like she and Bernie Sanders just like tag team this homie. You see that video? You ever see that video? It's, it's a clip from like a Vice like um news uh thing. Um, I think it's about gang initiations, and it's like these two dudes fucking up this one dude while a bunch of other dudes watch. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it is like a gang initiation, and somebody um. Turned that into like a meme, and they were like Bernie and Moore going ham on Bloomberg. Yeah, and it was out the gate, homie. Really? Like Bloomberg, just like he didn't even get a chance to introduce himself, and they're like, "That fool got sixty-four sexual harassment lawsuits against him." What? Like, yes, which he does, and all of those women, um, he forced them to sign NDNAs, so wow. they they can't talk about it. And the NDNAs, I think, are um, in perpetuity. Wait, is it perpetuity? Am I using that right? phrase anyway it just means forever like they can never talk about it unless he physically himself removes them from it like yes you know you no longer have to abide by these rules of the nda his whole staff by the way has to um have signed ndnas they're not allowed to talk about anything that happens in the campaign which is (coughs) excuse me very uncommon for people running for office um which is surprising, given a lot of people don't like leaks and stuff like yeah. that. But sometimes they want you to kind of leak things to wow. the press. But yeah, so Elizabeth Warren went ham on him about his 64 <laughs> um, sexual harassment lawsuits. Some of them are about shitty comments he made. Some are about the way he doesn't pay women. And some are about just straight up sexual si- wow. shit. Um, Bernie Sanders went ham on uh, Stop and Frisk. Uh, yeah. It was basically like, sit your racist ass down. Um, there was, oh, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren both called him out on trying to buy the election. Um, and the DNC ch- kind of changing their rules uh, to for him because he donated a lot of money to the DNC. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the I did hear about that. Yeah. So um, everybody else went ham on him too. Um, but it was it was more Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders who just like body that homie. Like I remember seeing memes that night saying, "Y'all want to see a dead body?" Yeah. <laughs> just Mike Bloomberg. Yeah, I was seeing like, I was seeing like memes and stuff about it, but no one posted any videos that I saw. Like I usually just go to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll go to Twitter. Um, but those are like my two, mm-hmm. and I didn't see anyone posting anything directly about it. Just. The comments on like you know the fact that he just got his ass waxed for the most he part. He really um, surprisingly Dom brought that up to me. I didn't even think Dom cared that much about politics or watch, but like I came to work and first words out of his mouth one day he's like, "You see the debate last night?" I was like, "Yes, I did." She destroyed him, bodied, <laughs> yeah, straight bodied. Him. I heard that she did. I she just did. didn't know how, but she I did. did hear that she did. The only video I saw was the one where he was like, "I don't think any of these people up here have started a business other than me." And that was, was like one crickets. of my. Yeah, that was my favorite. One of my favorite lines from the debate that night. He said something about, "I, I, and I have sixty four, sixty billion dollars because I worked hard." And then Bernie Sanders interrupted him. He was just like, "I'm pretty sure the people that helped you get that sixty billion worked harder and deserve a raise." And I was like, "In your throat, homie! In your throat!" That was a very cutthroat debate, and it's the kind of debates that I wish happened more often. Mm. This whole weird civility politics pisses me off. It's like, y'all want to win or nah? Like, y'all have to, like, I get it. Y'all are, most of y'all share the same job. Y'all, most of you are in the Senate together. Mm. And maybe you are quote unquote friends, but y'all need to go for the jugular on some people. So, so that was the kind of debate it was. Um, 
again, Bernie's my guy. I loved Elizabeth Warren for a long time, but she has been really terrible during this whole campaign. Really? And she and Bernie Sanders are actually really close personal friends, or at least they were. She ruined that relationship um, listening to her shitty advisors um, because they advised her to go after him, Mm -hmm. and she had been putting that off for a really long time, not wanting to. And they were like, you are losing. You are fourth in everything. Yeah. So you need to attack your friend and maybe you could take his place who's winning everything and it backfired on her really bad Mm. and instead of staying away from that or apologizing she kept doubling down on it and i didn't understand why and that's when um i was watching a news segment and like all her advisors are from like hillary's campaigns Mm. And some of them are from Obama's campaign, his second mm. campaign. And so I was like, <laughs> you got shitty advisors, girl. Yeah. Like, these people aren't really in your corner. No. I mean, they are because they want you to win, but they're not giving you your best advice. Mm. Um, but she did have a great night, that last debate. Okay. So, South Carolina votes next week. There's a debate on Tuesday in South Carolina. South Carolina is a heavily black state. So that's what the whole thing is. Uh, Joe Biden has more black support than all the other candidates, so he's projected to be kind of the winner, but Bernie Sanders is very tight on his heels, and he's been spending a lot of time there, or his surrogates and staff there has been spending a lot of time there, and he has a good relationship with um, Reverend Barber, who's out there, who I love. Uh, He is a reverend and a black activist out there Mm. who is very famous and very prominent out there uh, for his Moral Mondays, which is where he basically just, like, has rallies and gets people together and church folks together and takes them to go vote in busloads. And Mm. it's really cool. So that's that's where the election is right now. Um, The mainstream media is freaking out, trying to call Bernie a Russian asset because they're all millionaires and they're scared. (laughs) Wow. It's hilarious. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Sean King's uh, Instagram feed. I love Sean King. I know he's in a doghouse with a lot of black folks, which is weird to me given he tries very hard to lift them. Yeah. Um. But I get it, because first off, I didn't know that homie was white for the longest time. Oh, I didn't know he was Exactly. Yeah, really? <laughs> they think he's doing a Rachel Dolezal. Oh. And so that's why he's kind of like in the doghouse um, or just not very well liked with a lot of other black activists that I follow on um, Twitter. Um, also, there's supposed rumors that a girl who he helped with a lawsuit didn't get all the money that she was supposed to from it or something uh, like that. I, heard, I don't know. I, I heard don't know about that, but he released his records and everything. Yeah, he that. like released that stuff like my whole thing is this, white or not, this homie has been fighting for black folks. Mm-hmm. Um hardcore, his wife's black, they have children. Um stronger than most motherfuckers mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Um, and he has a huge voice and a huge following that, you know, really gets shit done, especially with this, with police brutality. So I support the brother. I support the homie. Yeah. Um, you know, but like I said, yeah, I follow him mostly because, you know, I, I see all the stuff he's saying about like Bernie and stuff like that. So I've been keeping up with all of that. Yeah. Of course, you know, he's been going at Trump the whole time and going at, um, Bloomberg and everything. So. 
you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Legit, if all you need to do is follow Sean King, if that's yeah. what you're doing, keep yeah. doing that, homie. Yeah, it's, it's keeping me informed enough yes. to what's going on. But all right, so uh, let's get ready to go to this meeting. This should right. be fun. Oh, I um, wanted to talk to you about... Yeah, we got to go. Yeah. Um, but I, I was hoping we'd get to Birds of Prey because I saw it. It was actually very entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed you saw it? it. Yeah. Oh, of course. All right. I got it tatted on me. Like, I got to go. Did? No, I'm saying I got two Harley Quinn tattoos. What? How did I not How do you not know that? I'm like, so sorry. I am all about Harley Quinn. This is Harley. This is Harley. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've never been a fan. The only time I've ever been, like, really interested in Harley Quinn as a Batman villain was the Batman animated series. Yeah. yeah. I thought well, she was very she well did, done. That's when she debuted. It. She was created in the Batman animated series. She wasn't around before that in the mm-hmm. comics? No. She was created in the animated series, and then they created a comic of her. Oh. That's why her costume, like her original costume, looks so cartoony, because it was a cartoon. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Her original comic costume? Yeah. No, her original costume, the one with the, like, just the her hat Queen. and yeah. everything. Yeah. That came from the animated series, because that's right. what they drew her as, because it's a cartoon. Right. So then when they created a comic, they kind of kept that. But then they were like, this is a little too silly. Yeah. And that's when they started making it look a little bit more believable as far okay. as her, her costumes right. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, her original stuff was from the animated series. She was created as Joker's love inch or girlfriend. Right. But it was strictly for the animated series. But that has been regarded as the I thought best she's Batman been around. Ever. I mean, I know she hadn't been, she had not been around as long as the Joker, right. but I thought she'd been around at least half the amount of Mm-mm. time he had been. Mm-mm. Oh, that's Holly awesome. Quinn's only that been they... around for like 20 years. She's not that old. Okay. <laughs> not that old at all. I'll take it. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. No, nah, the the movie did good. I, it, it didn't good. it didn't make it was a lot very of money. Entertaining. But um it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It made Okay. It that and that's been a thing too right now on the internet is this weird kind of sexism about how it didn't make that much money when compared to other male dominated movies it did. Mm. I think all it is is just um, people expected it to make more than it did. Yes, that's, it didn't that's, that's fail at all. It didn't, fail. It didn't, it didn't fail, fail nationally or worldwide. It's just that people expected it to make more money right and from what i understand it's marketing yeah should have been harder well the marketing should have been harder and i didn't like the title margot robbie should have ceded that title to the studio she really fought for that title in the beginning oh she wanted that title harley yeah. quinn birds of prey no she birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn oh that's right that's she the whole... fought for that title okay and from day one people were like that title it's too I long. liked it. it. Well, for the casual fan, it kind of pulls you away mentally. Then after week one where it didn't make the money that they expected it to make, where it was projected, then they turn it into Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Be- oh. But really, she didn't want the movie to just be about Harley Quinn. She wanted it to be about all these other women that she was helping lift up in the story right that's why the title had it we do spend a lot of time with the other characters which actually wasn't bad because they were all entertaining they were all great but that's why it's called birds of prey and the emancipation because it's like it's really about the birds of prey forming right and harley quinn gaining her emancipation exactly but because it didn't make the money off the top that the studio expected after they released a week later so then they were like well harley quinn birds of prey right which should have been the title from Jump if they wanted their money. I like the title because of what it meant. And then after seeing the movie, it made more sense. But See, from a studio after standpoint... after seeing the movie and realizing that... 
See, I don't like the title Harley Quinn Birds of Prey because it no. gives the impression that she ends up one of the birds of prey. Right. And at the end, she doesn't. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. Loved the movie, and there was, but there was a split second where I really hated the ending because I right. wanted her to go fight justice with these other people. Then I realized, no, that's no. dumb. That's not who she is. Right, and that's and that's what I liked about it. And the it, little about good of her, her is off. her keeping the kid. Right, she's an anti-hero. So, at yes, the end of the day. exactly. And I like that she needed to be on her own, and I enjoyed how they ended the film. And that's the what film. the movie is about: her right. being on her own. But from a casual standpoint of people just going to the movies they're not understanding what the original title meant for right. the story. They're just like... Ooh. I remember that long-ass title. Like, I remember what? I liked it, yeah. It's more confusing for the casual fan. Like, But all you eh. have to do is say, two tickets to the Harley Quinn movie. People know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. But as far as marketing, you know what I mean? Mm. As far as marketing, they're just like, wait, what? When's the Harley Quinn movie coming out? It's like, oh, it already did. Well, what? Wait, what? Birds of Prey is Harley Quinn. Oh, why didn't they just say that? Then you don't go the first week, and then you're like, all right, I'll watch it when it comes out on Amazon mm-hmm. or something. So, I feel like that's what's going to happen to it. Like I said, it's not a failure. It right. is. It did do successfully well. Right. It could have done better had yes. the studio, was it Warner Brothers, yeah. um, marketed it stronger. Not right. better, but stronger. Yeah. Like, it should have got marketed as hard as fucking Suicide Squad got right. marketed. Right. Especially given she's coming off of that right. for her own movie. Right. Exactly. Um, but yes, I definitely think it's going to be one of those movies that once it's on like Apple TV or DVD yeah. or whatever, no. people are going to be like, oh, this shit's awesome. Yeah. Well, your ass should have taken you to... Yep. <laughs> Taking your ass to the fucking theater it, so you went to go see it. It'll be a cult following movie for sure. Yes, it definitely. definitely will. And which is the opposite of like Aquaman, which was front loaded from all these people going to go see it because it was a spectacle. Right. But now no one's watching it at home. Even, right. You know, it's on HBO, but no one's like, eh, let's watch Aquaman. It's like, bro, it was a decent I movie, tried. But, eh. I got as far as Nicole Kidman. I think she died or something. And then I was like, I can't do this. Damn, you no made more. it like 20 minutes into the film. It was cartoonishly <laughs> yeah, terrible. And was. I tried to do it for the homie Jason Momoa, who during like all the press for Aquaman was so great because he was so proud of being like this person of color mm-hmm. who's fronting this fucking. Um, Huge ass superhero movie, right. and they didn't have to go with a person of color, especially given that Aquaman's not. Right. And so he's like this, you know, blue eyed, redheaded white dude. So it, it was a big deal, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And so that was my support behind it. And I do like Jason Momoa as like a person, and he's mm-hmm. he's not that great an actor. Yeah. <laughs> There's very little things I he can deal with. He is what he right, is. Exactly. But I like him for it. He's just like The Rock. He's not an excellent actor. He just is what he is. I don't know and if I said as... this before, but I can't do the rock. I got to be the only person on this planet who's just like. Ugh, I'm rock. sure there's plenty of other people who don't like his films, but I love them. Right. But anyway, but that's that's it for us this great. week. Yeah, that's it for us this week. Uh, we will <coughs> see you next time. It will be a lot sooner, <laughs> a lot sooner <laughs> yeah. than it's been. Uh, life just uh, had us going in different directions for a while, but we're back. Yeah. We are back at it. So uh, until next time, I am Fernando, and this is... Tracks the Destroyer. You got it. And we will see you next time on Back on Our Bullshit. Check us out on Instagram, back on underscore our underscore BS. And on Twitter, it will be back on our BS all underscored. Mm-hmm.